0: Hi, this is Jordan Shively and this is Brock Wilbur and you're listening to carrying into the void the podcast where we get together tell each other about a weird or dark story we've heard and then we try and find the silver lining or flip it into something that while probably not positive will at least be productive. How you doing, Brock? I'm doing fantastic. Jordan, it's good to be talking
1: to you. Yeah, it's been a while. Actually, do you know how long it's been? Um, a year. It has been a year and a day since we released an episode of this show. Exactly a year and a day. <laughs> we we are extremely good at podcasts. We're so good at this.
0: People we have... like it when there's like a sab- <laughs> a literal
1: year sabbatical right in the middle of episodes. So, A, thank you to everyone that stuck through this. B, thank you to everyone that got tattoos based around the show or Jordan's art, uh, because if we never came back, uh, that would feel weird and bad to us. Uh, Also, yeah, uh, when we took the sabbatical, it was uh, at a time that we were trying to make sure that we could come back at a point that we were doing this every week, and instead we took a year off. We have recorded a couple of episodes in that time at weird sporadic points, Uh, And we will start releasing those in a couple of weeks here, Uh, so if something sounds like uh, it comes from a different time and place, it does. Uh, We'll try to uh, put an intro on those that lets you know when they were recorded. But uh, yes, this is our first episode back, uh, and we are back at a time where uh, the world is not great, and we hope that we can do a little 1% to make it better for you. Yep. A year and a day. I can't wrap my head around it. We didn't plan it that way. I, I looked it up this morning because I was like, has it been, what, five months? I was like, no, exactly a year. That's uh, I knew I knew it was like a year if we were counting,
0: about a year if we were counting, not counting the guest episodes we recorded in the interim. We're so good at this. Well, now we're here. And I have a story today, which is actually two stories. I would love to hear them. These two stories, when I was researching them, and I used the word researching extremely loosely... Um, or one's called the Somerset body and the other one is known usually as the Peter Bertman corpse. And these stories I want to talk to you about today are ones of departures and arrivals of the ocean and two men, one taken and one returned, or so it seems. But what do these two stories really tell us? The first story goes by the title, Peter Bergman case. From June 12 to June 16, in the summer of 2009, an individual going by, you guessed it, the alias of Peter Bergman, checked into the Sligo City Hotel in Northern Ireland. For those four days, he was captured on CCTV, as well as noticed by the staff of the hotel to daily go up on a rocky promontory and read a book. The staff also noticed that he had a very heavy accent. None of this would really be noteworthy, except that the last time he was reported being seen was when he removed his coat and setting it on top of his shoes, walked into the sea and was never seen again. All attempts to identify this man and who he was or where he had come from met with failure. Almost like the moment he walked into that ocean, they were washed away the same as his footprints. And still this might not be the type of story that me and you would talk about. Like that's nothing weird, right? Kind of. It's like, A guy walks into the ocean, like, that's kind of like the classic run into the ocean. You know, it's almost a meme.
1: But... I mean, both of us want to walk into the sea and never be seen from again. So I I get it. On the the reg, on the reg, you know. Um, But (laughs) the reason this one warrants
0: a little further exploration is because of another case that happened previously in 1948. This first one is in 2009. So this story happened on Somerton Beach in 1948, just south of Adelaide, Australia. However, in this instance, it isn't a story of the sea taking a person never to be seen again, but instead one of it releasing one. On the first day of summer, an unidentified body was found on Somerton Beach, which in that part of the world just so happens to be 7 o'clock on the evening of November 30th. The body that would later become to be known as the Unknown Man was reported by seeing several couples on evening strolls, But it wasn't until the next morning that it was indeed discovered that he was dead and not simply drunk, as they had supposed. The man had, yeah, they're like, oh, that guy, he's having a nice nap on the beach, you know, I guess um, in Australia in the summer. (laughs) Um, The man had no identification in his pockets whatsoever. And it seems like all the identification of where they had come from, like the clothing, had been meticulously removed. But something very odd did turn up later during the autopsy. In the waistband of his pants was sewn a secret pocket which held a single scrap of paper with the words, Tamam Shud, which in Persian means it is ended. It was eventually found that the scrap was from a book of poetry called the Rubaiyat of Omar Khayyam. However, the police and all the investigators of the time could not match what was described as a very elaborately printed typeface, a typeface none of them had seen before to any of the editions of the books that were currently available or had been, there was a lot of speculation about whether the man was a spy and if he had in fact been murdered and made to look like an accident or suicide. There's even, there's several books written about it. They go way more into detail than I want to, um, (laughs) going around and like extrapolating and speculating about this big conspiracy. But in the end, The man was never identified beyond the scrap of poetry in a secret pocket. This could be unrelated in having a thoroughly unsatisfyingly concluded story, because these are both stories about people and not actually knowing who they are and where one went and where one came from, if not for one thing, back in June of 2009, in our story of the missing Peter Bergman, when police searched the room where he'd been staying to try to find anything In which to further identify him, they found an old suitcase, a stencil kit like the ones used on boats, a knife with the handle ground down, and one more thing. A copy of the Rubaiyat of Omar Khayyam with one of its pages missing. No. Yes. So
1: that is the story of those two maybe different people. I I fully expected when you said there was one word on it for it to be (laughs) Croatoa. Oh, my God because uh, that seems to always be what it is. That would be so amazing. Or Golgotha. <laughs> and I would be so delighted if it turned out that the the typeface uh, was actually, uh, the reason they couldn't identify it yet was because it was from the future. Yeah. And it was the font papyrus. Uh, that would be, <laughs> that's all I need for the, the
0: story to be perfect. <laughs> I mean, I think that is the insinuation is that it was a font that wasn't invented yet. <laughs> but if I was, yeah, if we were just making this up because of course we're not just making up these weird stories right i mean that's who who said that who said that at all no one would say that never um <laughs> we would make it a little funnier but i do think it's interesting two very decently well known unsolved mysteries one walking into the ocean one walking out and both linked by books so we've all played mist before i think yeah. that <laughs> What's your I mean, uh, we, we we we've all <laughs> know that the tides of the ocean are time travel, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean he the body or the person swam through some rift
1: mm-hmm. and came out there. That's the only logical conclusion. Absolutely it is. Thank you, Moon. We appreciate you and all that you do. What's your carrying into the void for this? So my carrying into the void is this the thing you are about to do,
0: it seems final. It seems like something you will never recover from. Like the first step is into a deep, dark gulf, and you will never stop falling. But I promise you, there is a bottom. There's a silt and detritus-strewn floor that will accept your drifting form and nestle it amongst the coral and seaweed until all that was weighing it down has been leached away and it is ready to be carried back upwards, or perhaps even deeper on a current that had always been waiting for it. A current that will take you up and out and onto a new shore so far from where you began that it and you may now be unrecognizable. The thing that drove you onwards, the thing that made you take the first steps into nothingness, that thing still nestles deep inside you. And now it's waiting to be unfolded and read aloud to the whole world. The End I love it so much. <laughs> so that was, I think, episode 26 for me. What do you got?
1: Okay, uh, so uh, recently had some time on my hands and finally finished the video game uh, series Dead Space, which it seems weird uh, that uh, with my whole brand being a guy that plays uh, survival horror video games that I would have never finished the series. The problem is that uh, I met my wife a couple of years ago. We both worked from home, uh, and all these games are are games where you need to have the volume up to hear where things are coming from, but everything is nothing but the worst, loudest noises you've ever heard. So I couldn't play it at home because she was like, I can't work with this. And I was like, I I get it. So uh, now uh, she has an office in our house that is divided from the TV room by a brick wall because it was an addition built on the outside of the house. The sound doesn't travel. I got to do the things. And if you've never played the Dead Space series, it's very very cool and interesting. It's a sci-fi series where you play a guy that's basically stuck... Uh, on on a spaceship which is a mixture of the movie the thing uh with like aliens uh and uh what makes it cool is that you never have a gun you are an engineer and what sort of tools you have are like engineering tools like uh i mean you have like a nail gun kind of but you also mostly have things for like patching stuff and so on and so forth so it's it's very survival oriented in that like you can't you you have to fight back but you can't really and and there's a lot that comes from that anyway the director john carpenter who made the movie the thing uh has always expressed interest in wanting to make the movie version and john carpenter is getting up there in age and lately i've been like you know we should let john carpenter make that while we still have time because he should make the movie that is based from the game that is based on the movie that he did in 82 like it's like you know it, it it's a nice cyclical thing for i think a, a creator's life uh, and while I was looking up some dead space stuff, I stumbled on this news story about something involving dead space and uh, Antarctica. And uh, what it is, is that the formation of Antarctica is something that we've never really fully understood. Like the last 200 million years, basically post Pangaea separation, we just don't know how the tectonic plates work, how it wound up where it is, so on and so forth. Uh, and we recently <laughs> solved that. And the way that we solved it is that this satellite sent in some information, and and we scientists combed through it and figured it all out. Uh, And the thing is, the satellite was dead. Uh, So what this means is basically that the satellite uh, came from the European Space Agency, uh, and it was in our orbit from 2009 to 2013. Uh, In those four years, it mapped Earth's gravity field uh, with a lot of precision, and it was looking at all this stuff, but it wasn't really looking... the tectonic plates uh, it was just looking at all this other stuff and then at the end of those couple of years it was deliberately destroyed uh, by atmospheric re-entry it just came back into the planet exploded satellite gone but the scientists started looking at the data in a different way years after the satellite had exploded and that's when we found out all these land masses were here and sort of tracked not only a 200 million year like path, but found a lot of things, including hidden continents that exist under Antarctica that we didn't know what? about before because it's just hard to map Antarctica. Yeah. Secret dark continents revealed to us by a dead satellite. So I am so here for this. So we're like, what, what lies beneath Antarctica? And this satellite told us uh, after it was gone and dead. Um, so that brings me to my carrying into the void. From where you sit, you don't know what you're seeing. You look out, uh, you gaze into the forever. But what does any of it mean? What matters? What carries hidden meaning? What is simply nothingness? You don't know, and neither do I. Sometimes the most important side of all is what you're not even seeing. Maybe it's the moments when you fade out completely. Maybe it's the blur at the edge of your vision. Maybe it's the dark when you close your eyes or, or the small theft of a blink. So take nothing for granted. Take it all in. What appears unexceptional may turn out to be the most important part of your existence, but the perspective of what that might be might not become clear until far, far in the future, long after you. Or maybe it will reveal itself tomorrow. The important element is that you keep your eyes, all of them, open. Take it all in. Take it all in. Take it all. Awesome.
0: That's great. I love all the stuff about like Antarctica and like
1: things that we just really don't fucking know what's up there. You love to be told, like, hey, you know what? We just don't fucking know how a, a thing happens. Uh, I I heard back in uh, audio design classes that uh, a duck's quack doesn't echo. And no one knows why. There's just no explanation. It's just, like, the one sound that Are can't echo. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. And it's just like, okay. So in, in one of my classes, I took a duck recording and used computer effects to put an echo on it. And I felt like I was gone for a second. I was like, I did so- I made a sound that can't exist. Look at me doing this. You also
0: destroyed an entire another dimension.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry sorry to uh, 123. 120 Duck X.
0: <laughs> They're now a planet of mute ducks because you stole their echoes. Oh, God. Do you
1: have any self-caring into the void for this week?
0: Yeah, I have a self-care thing where... I've started being a little kinder to myself when it comes to my to-do list because up until now, I've been very much like I make myself a huge to-do list that there's no possible way. It's basically like everything I have to do, period. And I go through it and then I rewrite it every day as a way to like kick myself in the ass, you know. But now I've started, especially after the world has become what it is, to write myself just a day list of like the two or three things that I need to get done and would be happy being done instead of always holding myself up to this mirror of like impossible expectations to always be trying to hit a higher watermark every day. I'm giving myself a set possible thing that I can achieve.
1: My my favorite version of that, that I I did for years and finally kicked in the last year or so was to do the, the to-do list every day, rewrite it, transfer it from page to page but that it, it has everything that I want to do from, you know, you have to pay the water bill today on up to you must find a voiceover agent today and like everything in between. So it was hundreds of items and then you never got any of them done. So yep. I, uh, I relate and congrats to you on letting yourself go a little bit. So, yeah. And um, as far as signal
0: boosting, I think we were talking about how the signal boost for this week should definitely be go out and frequent an Asian market, order Chinese food deliver to your house because there's a lot of racist bullshit going on right now about certain things being Chinese, which they aren't. And you should fight back against that by supporting your Asian community.
1: Uh, myself carrying into the void this week is to uh, take some time uh, to reach out to people. Uh, I, I will use, for example, the fact that Jordan and I uh, do text uh, back and forth. And sometimes we go a week or so without talking. Uh, and with recent events, including personal stuff in my life, like Jordan has reached out almost every other day. And it has been this very nice thing that I have, I have appreciated and I've sort of paid it forward by uh, checking in uh, with other people. And it, it feels like even in the midst of such loneliness uh, that so many friendships are suddenly strengthened in this way where I feel present. I feel more present in some people's lives uh, than I, than I did before. Uh, And, and part of it is having the time and the emotional space to be able to be like, well, I, I can be there for others right now because there's nothing else I can really do, so uh, that my share, my my self-carrying into the void is that, and my my sharing into the void uh, is that um, there is a a, a societal good uh, that happens right now that that I didn't think about. Uh, there was a point a couple of weeks ago where everyone was like, "We're starting to hoard things like toilet paper or whatever," and uh, I was like, "We don't have to do this. That's not important to do." Uh, and then I read a piece by uh, somebody that works around these sort of things and they're like, you should be doing this uh, and 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 getting other supplies and food and so on where where it is available uh not for yourself but for your neighbors. you definitely live around people that won't be able to do this for themselves and around people that will definitely get sick and and as I was thinking about it, I have, an elderly neighbor that lives on one side of me who is in her seventies and lives alone. I have a couple other people like that on my block and I have somebody that is, is a family with a lot of young kids and definitely one of them is going to get it. So uh, we made little notes that we dropped in the mailbox of everyone in the neighborhood being like, Hey, if you need anything, we're a young, fairly healthy couple. And assuming that we remain that way, we're happy to help out with anything. We went out and got some things like we, we did, buy too much toilet paper, and already I've had a friend be like, we don't have any. I was like, okay, so we have something for you here. So uh, if if you have the means or the opportunity, especially in this time, uh, think not of yourselves, but think about the people in your immediate area because you might not be able to help anyone on a citywide or a national scale, uh, but having a couple extra cans of soup around might actually uh, be a, a big difference for somebody uh, that lives near you. That's great. Also,
0: one thing I did think about right when you were telling your story is it made me think of two really good media properties that would be really a good way to escape and kind of turn your brain off during this time. One is Salvaged by Madeline Rue, which is very much in the vein that you were talking about Dead Space. But it's a really great novel that deals with like the legacies of trauma and stuff, but also like fucking aliens and corpse sludge. And, And then also... The White Vault, which is a great audio narrative podcast about what lies beneath the ice of Arctic exploring. Wonderful. All right, I think that's it for today. It feels so good
1: to be back and doing this again. Again, thank you to everyone that still is subscribed to us. Uh, we are we are trying to be back, and uh, honestly, there's nowhere for us to go, so we don't have a lot of excuses to not uh, be regular at this point. <laughs>
0: And also, we've seen how much you guys have said, like, this helps out in your day. Like, we're shocked and very grateful that this does anything to help your mood. So we're like, what better time to start hitting this hard than when a lot of moods need to be up? So until next time, remember, keep your heart stark and true and your teeth sharp and mini. Thank you, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye.